Welcome to our discussion of What If Part 3. I'm Joe Parker. And I'm John Streeter. Let's get started. Joe, when are we going to get to your episode? Next. Next? Next? Okay, yeah. all right. I've been carrying the load here for three weeks now. Come on. <laughs> well, now you know how I felt in season four. Right? <laughs> With, what? Excuse well, me? Well, I had those four in a row, right? No. At the end of the season? You may have had three in a row, but I, I welcome you, to my world, well, pal. I, I think you were the one who called it out, though, in, in a discussion. Anyways. Anyways. Wow. We both can carry loads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> All right. So you rightly talked about the fact that when you hear the name Cortez, that has a lot of baggage to it, especially nowadays. It always has been. When we're thinking about what kind of man he was, do you agree with these events playing out the way that you talked about, the way that, that the author spoke to it in terms of if he had been gone, it would have been more of a focus on trade rather than conquest? With that part, yes. I I agree with two of Professor Hasig's three contentions about the changes that would have resulted in the Aztec Empire had it survived. I think his prediction that Christianity was going to be a moderating influence, I think that might be overstating. That might be a bit of modern Christian thought being applied four centuries ago. I don't know that that would have happened. Why was Cortez, just thinking about the man that we know him to be from history, why was he so bent on conquest and not trade? Because trade takes too long to get money. Cortez, like most of the conquistadors, they were simply interested in get-rich-quick schemes. They were the used car salesmen. No, that's an insult to used car salesmen. They were the, I mean, think think of just the most ruthless, unscrupulous people in America today, in our economy. Now give them guns and give them ships and give them soldiers and give them a place that has no possibility of resistance. Economic resistance, military resistance, political resistance, and unleash them on that population. Those were most of the conquistadors. There were exceptions. There were some who were genuinely interested in scientific knowledge and exploration, things like that. But the vast majority of the Spanish conquistadors, like the majority of European explorers generally during the Age of Discovery, were simply interested in getting rich quick. It sounds like that's a pretty difficult way to get rich quick by conquering a country Seems like it's still a lot of work. <laughs> well, it's a lot of work, but I mean, the payoff he, is supposedly. yeah. The payoff is Cortez was one of the richest people in human history for a brief period. Mm. Actually, for no, actually, he he died. I think he held on to most of his riches, and he did it with nine hundred guys. He conquered an empire. He's one of the most successful military leaders in human history. Oh. I wonder how different that would have been if not for smallpox or the internet. That's true. That's true. It yeah. would have been it would have been a, a harder slog to reach Tenochtitlan and to take it. But he still could have done it so, because the Aztecs didn't have the ability to replicate his weapons, to create weapons that could defend against his harquebuses, his iron forged swords, because the Aztecs didn't forge iron at all. Okay. So they had spears, they had bows, they had pikes, but they were made of, I believe it was just made of wood. Uh, a forged sword is going to go right through it. And then, of course, a harquebus is going to be much more damaging, a cannon by far much more damaging than even a shower of arrows. Okay. So, so even if the Aztecs hadn't had that smallpox outbreak, even if they had retained full strength in Cortez... They would, have, they would have been defeated. It would have taken longer. Okay. But I believe they would have been defeated. It's an interesting thing when you were talking about the Aztec Empire kind of going north mm-hmm. and the idea of the, um, 
the Native American tribes, not, I wouldn't see them splitting off from their tribes. I would see them becoming allies. Probably. Yeah. Or being conquered. Depends on how militaristic the Aztecs remained. Yeah. Professor Hissig seems to think that they would become less violent. I kind of doubt that. Even with the influence of Christianity, I think it's more likely they would have conquered the various tribes of the Great Plains in the Southwest. Well, because the, the Aztecs would be used to a specific type of climate, and as they go farther north, they would be encountering environments oh, that, that they— But same, same is true with the Europeans. I mean, Europeans had to, to adapt to different climates. Yeah. Northern Michigan is far more, far harsher than most climates in Europe outside, like, Scandinavia. Yeah. So Frenchmen in northern Michigan, yeah, I'm sure they were thinking, wow, this is about as different as a climate as we can find. Probably the same thing with the Aztecs if they made it into like Colorado and things like that. Mm -hmm. Would they have encountered, if they had gone farther north, do you think that they would have encountered other conquistadors on their way? Would, oh, yeah. Would... There were other Spanish conquistadors. I believe it was, it was either DeSoto or uh, Coronado who was exploring what's now southern New Mexico and, uh, sure. and Arizona. But those were, those were not armies. Those were genuine expeditions of discovery, mm -hmm. similar to Lewis and Clark. Yeah. I mean, they, they fought native tribes, but they didn't conquer yeah. the way that Cortez and Pizarro did. Sure. Do you think the world would have been better if Cortez had been killed on that bridge? As a patriotic American, there's a part of me that wants to say, no, because then America would be much smaller and less influential. If you are looking at purely from the standpoint of saving lives in the moment— Yes. If you look at the totality of the next four or five centuries, a weakened America, a smaller America, would have been less able to act on the world stage for genuine good. And we talked a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, about you know America occasionally blunders on the world stage, not really you know th trying to do good but causing problems. There have been times, thinking of the two world wars, especially the Second World War, where we genuinely did good, where we stopped genocide. Mm -hmm. America would have been less able to do that if we were not the dominant superpower in the new world. So would more people have died in that with America not being able to do that? Maybe there's, there's just no way to tell. So it depends on your perspective and how you define would the world be better off? How do you define better off? Yeah. It's easy to look, to see Cortez in history and say, okay, that guy should should be dead because of what he did. Well, Just slaughter entire the okay. population. Now here I'm going to be controversial. Yeah. What was the culture that he destroyed? It was, no, a, no, yeah. it was a culture that glorified human sacrifice. Right. Did the Spaniards have their problems? Yeah. Yeah. But they did not rip the still beating hearts from the bodies of yeah, their or, victims. So I'm not saying the Aztecs deserved it. I'm not saying Cortez was a good guy. I'm saying... We have the benefit of hindsight. And yeah, was it good? Was it bad? I Yeah, sorry. No, that's no, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. It's really, really hard not to put modern judgments of morality and things like that on such awful, I mean truly horrific stories on both sides. I mean Cortez and his greed, he's lusting after shiny objects. I mean that's again, that's what gold is. It's a shiny object that we just happen to think is pretty, therefore we assign value to it, therefore we will kill people for it. Well, it was On the even... flip side, he conquered a country that I think the year before, I believe it was the year before Cortez arrived, in two days they sacrificed 80,000 live human beings to their god. So is the world better off without the Aztecs? Maybe. Yeah. Should Cortez have been less brutal? Yeah, but would he be in, have been less, 
less, I don't know. The, this is the danger of what ifs because now you drag me down a rabbit hole where I'm saying, oh, okay, I'm defending the Aztecs and defending Cortez at the same time. Well, even in his day, Cortez's actions weren't acceptable by most people. True. I mean, true. so it was a moral code even back then that said, hey, absolutely, we, we have That's this true. trade option versus this trying to invoke the conquest. Or and and so, well, I, but that was not that was not an issue of policy. That was Velasquez's personal opinion versus Cortez's. Yeah. Because remember, while all this is going on, Pizarro down in Peru is conquering the Incas with the full backing of the Spanish government. So the Spanish government was perfectly fine with a genocidal war against native tribes. The Spanish government had other conquistadors elsewhere in the New World send blankets that had been smeared with the seeping wounds of smallpox and sent those blankets to native tribes mm. specifically to kill them off. The Spanish had no qualms murdering tens of thousands of people. Doesn't sound and like... And so did the French and the English. Not, yeah. not to say the Spanish were uniquely bad in all this. So looking through the lens of history, it's better to look at it objectively and not... I not think so. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because there wasn't really a good side either way. No. Okay. Good things have resulted from the European conquest of the New World, but that doesn't justify the methods yeah. that were used in conquering the New World. Yeah. Yeah, there were there were heroes and there were villains on both sides. Like, yeah, I mean, in every episode of history. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a side. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, I almost pulled a Trump there and said there were good Nazis. There were not good Nazis. There were good Germans in Nazi Germany who resisted and things and things like that. That was close. So in talking about the religious point, the point three that you didn't agree with, yeah. can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Why did Professor Hasig believe this and why would you counter his argument? I don't know why he believed it. I just know that he wrote it into his What If essay. He believed that Christianity being a mostly peaceful religion in terms of the text, that it would have moderated the brutality of the Aztec religion and made them more willing to make peace with other tribes and to kind of peacefully expand and strengthen themselves against the second coming Spanish invasion. I think that, yes, the text of Holy Scripture is certainly peaceful, but the messengers, not all of them, certainly Bartolome de las Casas, who I'm hoping we're going to talk more about in season five, he was a man of peace. And he, I mean, he was the one who went up against Columbus and how he treated the uh, natives on, I believe it was on the island of Hispaniola. So he's a man of peace, but some of the missionaries were perfectly willing to use violence and they taught violence as a way of spreading Christianity. So Bottom line, you look at the religious wars that are going on in Europe in the early 1500s, that will continue straight through to the 1618 30 years war. You've got a century of Christian violence. You've got, you know, the Crusades are only 200 years before, 300 years before this. I don't know that as Christianity was interpreted and as it was spread in 1519 to 1521, the period we're talking about today, if its influence would have been positive or negative in terms of moderating the violence of the Aztec religion. Okay. Now, going back to the theory that if the Aztecs, if there was more of a trade application, mm -hmm. you said in the podcast that there, there's a good chance that as a result of that, their ancient beliefs of people being killed at, at altars and so on would, would possibly be tempered down as more Spanish influence and, and another cultural. No, that's not what I was saying. The beliefs about human life and things like that, the religious aspects, those would have been moderated, Professor Hasig says, by Christianity. Okay, and, so specifically. And, but no, no, it was also 
the realization that, listen, we've lost, what, 25% of our total national population, 40% of our capital city is dead thanks to smallpox. Yeah. We need bodies on the battlefield, okay. not bodies being sacrificed. Being the sacrificed. Okay. I think it was, it's more likely, because what the Aztecs would do is when they, whenever they conquered another tribe or another nation, they would then sacrifice a whole bunch of people. After the Spanish invasion that failed with Cortez's death in this scenario, they knew another one was coming. We're going to need to put men into the field. So the Tlaxcalans and the other native tribes that had historically been enemies of the Aztecs might possibly have made peace with them, realizing, wow, Cortez, he betrayed us. He betrayed his allies. He betrayed the Aztecs. He betrayed everybody in pursuit of power and riches. That's who the Spaniards are. They're coming back, and we need to set aside our differences and face off against them. Hmm. And that's what would have led to a moderation of their religious tendency to massacre okay. people in the name of their war god. Okay. So that's the point that Professor Hasek was making. I agree with him on that point. I disagree with him on the Christian yeah, Christianity yeah. point, but I think his point on its necessity, we've got to have men on the battlefield. If, and just to follow up with that, if they had gone the way of trade instead of conquest yeah. and they had expanded up north in this scenario, if trade was the means by which they built up their economy and and, and also gained weapons, that right, was the main right. key, to, the key point to, to the trade yeah. bit is they would have acquired European weaponry. Okay, in the the westward expansion of the thirteen colonies and so on, mm-hmm. as people expanded out west, it was still at first primarily through this idea of trade. We were going yes, yes. That's so true. so would and then the deception was like hey now that we're in this area we can then we're transplant you it. and so on would that same scenario play out if the culture was was built up mm-hmm. through trade and so on would that trust still be built and would a similar scenario in your opinion play out well you've got to remember that you can only relocate a people group if you outgun them I mean why did the Trail of Tears happen the Cherokee a Democrat yeah the Cherokee vastly outnumbered the American soldiers sent to move them, but American soldiers had better weapons. So if westward expansion meets northward expansion from the Aztecs, the question will be who has better weapons. If we have two, three centuries of trade between Spain and the Aztecs in Mexico, as I said in the podcast and as Professor Hesig details in his essay, they're going to get a hold of modern weapons. They already knew modern battle tactics by watching Cortez. And the Tlaxcalans had fought alongside Cortez. And if they then switch sides and join in with the Aztecs, they bring all of that knowledge with them. You mate that with modern weaponry, and you have an even shot as to who's going to win in any conflict between the United States and an Aztec confederation or empire or whatever it is that's coming north. Okay. So... The short answer is, I don't know which side would have won, but there would have still certainly been trade and cultural exchange between the United States as it moves west, but you would not see the same level of population transfers because in the scenario that Professor Hasig describes, the Aztecs are just as well-armed as the United States. Okay. I remember uh, when we did the, the Lewis and Clark episode. Yeah. One of the objectives was to align or make a friend of the Sioux mm-hmm. because the Sioux were so vast and so huge. They yeah. were considered a power. So it's just like, how do we befriend them yeah. and open up trade? And then so, 75 years later, yeah. we move them. Yeah. yeah. If the relationship between the Aztecs and Spain was built on trade, how much more would that empower Spain and their world expansion? They would have actually gotten less 
out of the New World by trade than they did by conquest. Really? Well, yeah, because trade is mutual. You know, the Aztecs are going to hold on to some of their gold, whereas... But long term, though, you would think that they would continue to get more gold than they got at the onset. Well, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Because there's still people mining it. I mean, eventually the Spaniards, like, took all of it and it was just gone. I mean, it was, was, right? Yeah, but, well, but they mined it as well. Okay. There's only a fixed sum of gold in Mexico. And presumably the Aztecs would have held on to some of it because they used it to decorate their homes and and all of that. So Spain would be moderately less wealthy. And if you assume the same level of English piracy of the Spanish treasure fleets, that reduces Spain's wealth considerably more. Okay. So Spain would be less able to fund European military expeditions like the Spanish Armada, which we've talked about, like the Thirty Years' War, things like that. Spain would be more of a regional power rather than this massive empire that existed in Europe. That's interesting. And there are dramatic consequences that we don't have time to get into here because Spain is governed by the Habsburg family, which is also ruling Austria in the east. And Spain is basically the the bank for the Austrian Empire. And as, as Austria is holding the line against the Ottoman Turks, the Muslim Empire are pushing up into Europe. They're using Spanish money to fund their armies. Remove that Spanish money and you see a potential Islamic conquest of larger portions of Europe as a result of that. Hmm. So well-armed Aztecs and their expansion northward, we still run into the question that I've, I asked, I think, on the first episode about how long can empires last? If the Aztecs expanded that far with the technology, then one would assume that they would give that technology or trade that tech to the Native Americans who would then— Well, pos- they were also Native Americans. Right, no, 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 about, no, what, do you, what do you mean? So North American tribes. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I see what you're Sorry. Um, with that, they would—those tribes would then have that tech, which then they could use against— people traveling out west right would, yeah you, so even okay. if the aztecs ultimately fell let's say their empire doesn't last yeah the technology would still the have technology migrated and the, and the knowledge would still be there to strengthen the, the other north american native tribes in the areas that the united states would eventually expand into okay yeah so even if professor Hasig is wrong and you don't get a massive aztec confederation stopping the united states you still get a tougher more resilient set of native tribes in the Great Plains, in the Southwest, uh, in the Dakotas, slowing, certainly, American expansion. Made that up with someone like Tecumseh, who's able to unify tribes on his own. Whew, danger. Yeah. So obviously, what if questions are dependent on a lot of things? <laughs> right? Really? So, yeah. Really, Joe? Just, just, just in terms of everything has to play out a specific way yeah. in order to, yeah. So when you read through this, is there one thing that would stand out as being absolutely true in your opinion, based on what you know on, on this period of history? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Well, beyond the survival of the people, innocent and otherwise, who lived in the Aztec Empire, it's important to note that not all of them were the monsters who were priests and, and carrying out those massacres. They would have survived uh, had Cortez failed in his attempt to conquer it. I think the most likely outcome, and this is one that Professor Hasek does talk about, is the gradual evolution of a single, or maybe not a single, but an independent, semi-modern to modern Native American nation. Rather than them being, as they are today as a result of American conquest, basically just confined to a series of reservations, 
you, basically in, in Mexico, there is a, a bit of native culture left, but most of it was destroyed by the Spanish and by the Mexicans. You would have much more of a blended society here in the United States and in Central America if Cortez had failed than you do have today. Maybe America would be smaller. Maybe it would just be east of the Mississippi. Maybe it would be what it is today. But there would be much more of a native presence and a native influence, I think, on our country and yeah. on the other countries of, of Central America. That's the most likely outcome of this particular what-if scenario. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of What If Part 3. I'm Joe Parker. And I'm John Streeter. Be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really does help. Thank you and see you all soon.